Hey everybody, welcome to episode 9 of Two Views Movies Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to Two Views Movies Podcast. We are two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And today, unfortunately, is all about Death Wish. Death Wish. Yes. So we talked about this in our March preview. I don't remember where either of us landed on it specifically, but I feel like it... Let's just say I'm not overly excited to talk about it. (laughs) How can you not be? Uh, It's just... Not an exciting movie. So, if you have the description there. Yeah, I don't, I mean, come on, we all know what this is. I, I don't, do I have to go through this? Yes. I feel like you're forcing me to do this. Yes. Ugh. It's a mild-mannered father is transformed into a killing machine after his family is torn apart by a violent act. We have never seen this before in the history of movies. No, we have not. And uh, starring none other than... Bruce Willie. Bruce Willie. Yeah. And directed by Eli Roth, who brought you such classics as Knock Knock, Hostel 1 and 2, and Cabin Fever. You can tell why we were so excited to see this. Oh, my so God. It, it had, so we watched the trailer, um, yeah. and we knew exactly what it was going well, into it. Now that I think about our old episode, I'm not sure we knew. It was the tale of two trailers, remember? It was the back in black? Yes. Versus the, like, Taken. Well, but we got exactly that. We we we, we got a, a movie that has the tone all over the place. So what happens is Bruce Willis uh, is a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so already miscast right there because it was it was it was <laughs> it was not believable at all that he right. was a surgeon. And the only thing that he does it starts the movie of this this police officer shot, and they call him in to to save the police officer. All he did is. Put his fingers yeah. on on the pulse and said he's he's gone. It's too late. It's too late. He doesn't, Nothing he, I can do. He, he doesn't try anything. Right. And so that's the only surgery that we really see him do in the movie. That that kicks us off on okay. So Bruce Willis as a surgeon doesn't look the part at all. And essentially, what happens is his wife and his wife was killed during a home invasion, and his daughter was shot and is in a coma. Yep. And it comes a lot of gun control and vigilanteism in the background of of the news of yes of sway mm-hmm. uh talking about it's in chicago it, it is in chicago yeah. the body count is always through the roof in right. chicago and and somebody's taking it upon themselves to 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 kill other people right well he he tries to play by the rules at first well, but the course. cops are getting nowhere the, the cops get nowhere the the, the unsolved cases yeah. are are littered in in right. hank's wall yeah hank from breaking bad has a collage of cases that will never get solved bruce willis is not happy about this he is not happy he finds a gun uh in the emergency room right. uh, from somebody who came in shot and so he takes that upon himself to i'm gonna go fight crime essentially yeah because that's how he starts he starts out not hunting for his, his wife's killer he starts off just fighting crime mm-hmm. and there was a carjacking and he just opens fire on the people yeah why not and, and why not and and he learned how to do all this because he watched some YouTube videos on guns, right? Uh, he he did, he did, but that was that was later. Okay, I couldn't remember when that happened. Which no, 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 you're right, you're right, because it showed. So that, so that's when the tone. So it was, it was really it was a it was a more somber tone of dad wanting revenge, and his wife died, and his daughter's in a coma, and then he finds this gun, he's going to revenge, and then we get back in black again. Yeah, and it shows him training with a gun, and then also doing a little a little surgery split screen thing. <laughs> right. So right. it's like almost like comic book. 
right. frames. Because if you're a good surgeon, you've got to be good with guns. you got to be good with guns. And so it shows him shooting with guns, but then also he's not quitting his day job. Right. And, and which is just, it's just a weird message. Yeah. All of a sudden the tone changed completely, yep. and it was a bad choice of yeah. music. It was a bad choice for the trailer, and it was a bad choice, even worse choice for the movie. To, to put it in the movie. And they did it twice. It did it yeah. in the credits too. Like I had finally gotten <laughs> through with Death Wish after like sitting there rolling my eyes the whole movie, and it hit me again with Back in Black. I was like, "That's that's perfect. Thank you for that." <laughs> As I repaid for this song, yeah, we're, we're going to get our money's Jesus. worth out of it. So Bruce Willis takes his gun on the street, sees a carjacking, shoots these two guys. Uh, he's caught on video, and this video goes viral, and then so everyone's talking about it. this white guy. That's that's shooting black people that are committing crimes. Right. And, and then there's the social commentary. Is that right or is that wrong? Is it just, you know, vigilanteism right. and whatnot? You get this commentary after one viral video, right. which I think it blows up before it yeah. should. They're trying to speed it up, Oh, which and, I'm fine. Get it over with. <laughs> and so the, the, they speed this up. So so much more, and this girl calls him uh, a guardian angel after the first yeah. after the first right. thing. It's like, okay. well, but wasn't that the girl that was being attacked? She was in the car. Yeah, so I mean, she'd be thankful, but and then yeah. she, she drops guardian angel, and and that made me cringe. Uh, I mean, if, if somebody, if you were getting ready to get thrown in a car by muggers or whatever, and some dude randomly showed up and killed those people and saved your life, you might call that person a guardian angel. That's that's fair. I'm not even going to remotely criticize the movie for that. <laughs> There's way too much other stuff to criticize this movie about than than one character who got saved saying it's a guardian angel to your point though, about the um, like the sway, the social commentary and everything. I'm fine with that, but it's like the movie just puts the social commentary and like sets it out in the middle of the room and then doesn't make an opinion about it one way or the other. Oh, Oh, absolutely. It's it's, we feel like we have to address this. Yeah. And so they threw those in later, but they address it by, by not addressing it though. Like the movie never comes to any sort of conclusion about whether what he did is good, bad, right, wrong. It just, it's like, Oh, we got to hear both sides. Let's throw it all out there. And so they present both sides in the movie, but the movie, and again, death wish isn't something where I think you need to make that, but it's just weird to be thrown all that messaging in there. Like, Oh, Hey, we're aware that this should be talked about. So we're going to put it out there, but we're not going to commit to one thing. Or the other. I'd like to see the original script because I think timing had a lot to do with that. I think they added a lot of those scenes right. b- because of the climate well, of America right now. Well, yeah. You said it in Chicago, which is like every person who wants to bring up inner city crime immediately goes to Chicago. The YouTube stuff that Bruce Willis is watching, this could have been just awkward timing for me, but John Oliver did a whole thing on NRA TV. That was basically NRA TV. There's just, yeah, it's it's riddled throughout the movie. And I do feel like you're right. They they had no choice but to address it, but they didn't really address it other than to acknowledge that the conversations are there. Right. Like, we're not going to say anything or make you feel anything about this, but we want you to know that we're aware that it's there. Yeah, but they gave both sides again, and uh, but you wanted to see Bruce Willis kill some people. And so you're obviously on that side of, yes, let's, uh, let's side with vigilanteism. Right. You know, because that's what moves this movie along. So... As he's as he's killing people, there is a a guy who gets so they don't know who Bruce Willis is. He's wearing a hoodie, and you know, right. he, he he's wearing a hoodie. They can never find out who he is. A a man in a hoodie, a white guy in a hoodie, gets killed trying to stop a mugger, and that's, oh, yeah. that's caught on video. And they say this copycat killer, or this copycat. They call him what do they call him? 
I don't remember. Grim Reaper. Oh, yeah, the Reaper. They, they call That's him right. the Grim Reaper. And they go, the copycat Grim Reaper. I was like, why do you think it's a copycat? Right. You know, why couldn't that have been the guy? Because the real guy never would have died. He never would have died. Right. And it's just like, also, he's like, oh, it's a copycat guy. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't you assume that the Grim Reaper is dead? And it's like, oh, wait, we have sources have came, you know, this was some <laughs> right. sort of copycat. You right. Know? But but they immediately jumped in. Oh, the copycat, you know. Yeah. And it, it was just a weird... You're just leaping to these <laughs> yeah. con- conclusions, and I feel like they did it through the entire movie. It yeah. Just just to move along, they they kept leaping. To, oh yeah. to, to different. Oh yeah, the 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 best detective work scene to me was so ridiculous. So after Bruce Willis walks up and kills the ice cream man, who's a drug dealer on the streets, Hank from Breaking Bad. I have no idea what his name is in this movie. He looks over at these kids who witnessed the crime, and one kid is play pretending to shoot another kid, but he's using his left hand, and so Hank thanks. Hmm. He must have seen this, and he's using his left hand because the killer must have been left-handed. So now they've got a bald guy who wears a hoodie. And oh, they don't left-handed. know. He, they don't know he's bald. They have a white guy. Oh, okay. Because he's wearing a hoodie. Gotcha. So you can't tell that okay. he's bald. But they do know apparently he's left-handed now. I mean, that's just gangbusters detective work by Hank there. Yes, and it's it. That's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. Every death that you see in this movie, with exception of the last two, at the at the, the end scene. Or in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, you're right. And it's like, they used every... Mm-hmm. Like, there were no other deaths yeah. other than what we've already seen. Yeah, all the action is in the trailer. It was kind of disappointing. And then, but then you get the Eli Roth. He has two kills that he gets to make gory beyond, oh, yeah. you know, his... He clearly leaned on his horror roots. This was, like, there's some torture scenes in there. It was like, instead of an action movie where you've got the plot moving along, plot moving along, action, 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 plot, plot, action. It was plot moving along, horror, gore, plot, 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 horror, gore. You know what I mean? It wasn't, I don't even know that I'd call this action. It really wasn't an action movie. It wasn't. It it had a gunfight or two, but it yeah, wasn't like, action. Yeah, like a gunfight. Yeah. Like the one in the bathroom is the only like real gunfight that I can think of. Yeah, there was a, the others were just him shooting a gun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would not call this an action movie at all. It's a, I don't know. I don't even know what it is. Crap. (laughs) So uh, I think the one thing that we can agree on on this movie and that it did really well was that the world needs more Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. And I thought she, it's good to see her again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where she's been hiding. But uh, after Hollow Man, I think things went way the, south. Things for her. went went, which is a which is a great segue because Hollow Man starring Kevin Bacon. Uh, if you want a movie like this that's done so much better, is Death Sentence with right. Kevin Bacon because that that movie takes a guy that doesn't look so. When you think of Bruce Willis, you think of Die Hard, mm-hmm. and he's John McClane. Not anymore. He's John McClane in every movie. Yeah, he he's John McClane. There's only one movie that he's not John McClane in, and I was looking through his filmography, and that's Death Becomes Her. Yeah. And it, everything else is John McClane in space. If we John, don't, John if we don't McClane, count Moonlighting from before he got famous. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's it, bad. He He's the same character, you know, Fifth Element. It's just John McClane in yeah. the future. You know, it's, it's the same guy. Yeah. Did you notice that um, – I also looked through his filmography. He basically hadn't had – a theater release since 2013 or 2014, depending on Looper. Re- n- no, Red Two. Okay, it was 2013, and I never saw this. Sin Sin City, A Dame to Die For, which isn't good. Yeah, it it was 2014. So depending on whether you count Sin City, because I didn't know how big of a role he had in that, because I didn't see it. One of those two. So it's been four years since Bruce Willis threw out a movie 
into theaters? Well, it's not that he hasn't been making movies. Is that all these uh, in are the going, theaters? Yeah, is what I'm saying. Like wide release. All these are going straight to DVD. This should have been straight to DVD. It should, but I think the Death Wish name got it into right. theaters. So I, I got a couple of things on my mind before I forget. You mentioned Kevin Bacon and Death Sentence. Did you did you read up on what Death Sentence is? What it so, is? Yeah, Death no. Wish is a book. Okay. Death Sentence is the book sequel to Death Wish. But all the sequels that Charles Bronson did, like Death Wish 2 through 5, right. are not based on Death Sentence. They basically just took the movie franchise and did whatever they want. So then somebody came back in whatever year it was, like 07, and decided, oh, let's actually take the sequel to Death Wish and turn it into a movie. And that, that's Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. Well, that, that movie is, is this movie done better. Right. But it's funny that it's, it's, it's in that world. It's in that world. I mean, it is supposed I did to be. Not know that. That. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. So the other thing I'll say about Bruce Willis, and I told you this right after I saw the movie. For me, at some point, one or both of the following happened. Either Bruce Willis stopped being a good actor and or Bruce Willis was never a good actor. And I just realized it at some point. He's awful in this movie truly awful he when he tried to cry i was laughing well and because john McClane doesn't cry but it's <laughs> like he doesn't know how to emote anything other than like two or three faces and two of them are sarcastic right he is really really not a good actor it good actors he, does, he doesn't have range. Let, let, let's put it that way. Yeah. Like, again, he's, he, again, he's got one character, and that character doesn't cry. Right. And so when he did venture outside that box, you know, A for effort there, I don't think he's ever cried but, in any... But even the other emotions... Like other the, than on Friends. <laughs> but even when he's trying to be angry, now it just comes across weird. Like, every emotion comes across weird to me. Good actors have the ability to make you feel like you're eavesdropping on a real person. Like, I'm not watching a movie. I'm watching something real. I believe the person on the screen is this character, right? Yeah. When you watch this movie, I know I'm watching Bruce Willis. And I know I'm watching Bruce Willis try to do something. And I'm like, this is just not good. Even if you think of any other movie, you know, on the previous episode, we talked about Annihilation. I forgot that Natalie Portman, you know, when you get lost in the movie, you forget it's Natalie Portman kind of, right? You're following this character. You're investing in this character. With Death Wish, and now I'm thinking with any Bruce Willis movie, I'm like, that's just Bruce Willis. I'm watching Bruce Willis on the screen do something. Yeah, I just figured it was an older John McClane who's now made it. He's a surgeon now. God. With this, this new family. And so that, and that, and that's the problem with, with this movie and this casting. There's not that transition, that drastic transition. Right. And so Kevin Bacon is a nerdy, nerdy dad, preppy dad. And then he makes the flip, right. you know, into, okay, I'm going to have to kill people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, you know, you hurt my family. I'm, I'm going to kill people. Um, you needed an actor like that. And, and I think you have, you have a list of all the people they considered, which was a lot. It was a, it was a laundry list of people they consider for this role. Right. Yeah. So, and I don't know, you know, sometimes in Hollywood, things are in development hell for years and years and years. So I don't know how long this goes back to, but basically every male actor from the last 20 years was up for this role at some point. Kurt Russell, Michael Keaton, your favorite Christopher Lambert, Dennis Quaid, Richard <laughs> Gere. Dennis Quaid would have been a good choice. Yeah. So Dennis Quaid, you don't expect Dennis Quaid right. to pick up a, a shotgun and, and mow somebody down. Right. You think of him as the, he's a surgeon. Right. You know, he, he is a passable doctor. And right. then you can, to see him shift, I yeah. think he has that. I think that would have been a good good choice. Somebody who can can do that. Right. And make, okay, this guy's been pushed too far. It's kind of what, what you're saying is the Liam Neeson taken formula. 
Right. Before taken, I mean, Liam might have been in some movies or whatever, but you've never seen Liam like that. Right. We've all seen Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Willis is believable as somebody who walks around shooting a gun. He's right. totally not believable as a surgeon. As a surgeon. Yeah. Right. Um, who else do we have here? Uh, Richard Gere, Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford. See, Mel Gibson would have been a terrible choice. Well, right. And Even he, though I love him and everything, he that transition's not yeah. there. Well, and this this was pretty on par with Bloodfather to me. Right. Same crap. They both should have been straight to DVD. Don Johnson. <laughs> Peter Weller, RoboCop. Oh, you know, I said your favorite was Christopher Lambert. I didn't see this other name. Ron Perlman, Jeez. your favorite. Yeah. Stephen Lang, who I wish I could click on this link. I don't know who Stephen Lang is off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> Michael Bean or Bien. I don't know Michael how Bean. he's it. Bien. I like to say it like that better. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, Jeff Bridges, Arnold and Sly. I mean, Bruce Willis is up for a role. I assume somebody talked about Arnold and Sly, too. Like, all three of them, right? Like, there isn't some point there was never a possibility that one of the three was not considered. Yeah, and, and to me, as you went through that list, uh, I could see Kurt Russell doing that, although we've seen him more in action roles. I yeah. don't think it'd be as as dramatic uh, of a shift. But I really think Dennis Quaid, and I'm a big Dennis Quaid fan, but I think that would have been a good, again, you you never see him in that type of role, so the change would have been more dramatic. Yeah, I agree. I think I've mentioned this movie to you before, and I don't know if you've watched it or not. Have you seen Blue Ruin? I have not. Okay. I think once I describe it, you'll remember me telling you about this, but I can't remember the exact details, but uh, I think there's this guy and his dad or somebody is killed and then he wants to go seek vengeance, but he really, really sucks at it. It's not a comedy. It's actually like a serious movie, but you kind of get the sense that the character in the movie only knows how to get revenge based off of movies he's seen. So he tries to do things and it just is not working out very well because he clearly hasn't done this. It's like, it's a very, very Good movie. I think I gave it like four out of five. I really enjoyed it, but it's something people should watch because it's sort of like the I want to go get revenge, but I'm not very good at it kind of thing. Well, and I, and I get that feel. Again, we're talking a lot about Death Sentence, but uh, I feel like that was how that happened. Yeah. Of Kevin Bacon thinks he's got this idea and he, he doesn't know how to do this. Right. You know, and it, it often backfires, you know, almost every time he does it. Yep. Um, I just, again, I thought that was like if, if I tried to do this, you know, I'd probably end up like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> exactly. You know? and yeah. it, it wouldn't be the Bruce Willis side of, you know, I'm going to buy a coffee table with a, you know, uh, assault yeah. rifle built in the bottom right. and just in case he's down in my man cave yeah. and I need to to use that. And like, <laughs> why would you put that in the living room? Why would you put it down in right. the man cave? It, yeah. The whole movie is it, not good. And there's not even a cool part to no. say, at least, you know, there's, there's this scene that you should see. Yeah, no. Know? And, and that's, that's a big problem with this. It's overly plain. It is so vanilla cookie cutter that it's hard to tell people to even watch it. Like, I don't know what enjoyment you'd get out of it. So in the trailer that you see him shoot the ice cream man. Yeah. And so you think, okay, he's going to go on this, this spree, big, this spree yeah. you know, of hunting, you know, however he finds them, which he found them all in this, the operating room of, hey, who shot you? Well, the ice cream man shot me. You know, right. And so that's why he found the ice cream man. You, you think there's going to be more of that. He doesn't do that. And then all of a sudden he shoots the, the carjacker, shoots the ice cream man, and then goes and hunts for his wife killer. Right. Is that like they were just outliers? Well, something happened. The guy oh, that's what it was. The guy who tipped them off. So the way the people the robbery goes down is the valet here's the family talking about how they're gonna be out of their house on Wednesday. He knows they're rich. He texts his friends, they go do the robbery, stuff goes south. Well then that valet ends up in the o, the OR, 
with Bruce Willis. You see, because he recognizes he his, his watch, watch. his yeah. wife gave him. So that's when he starts to go on and start tracking his family down, which that whole thing was funny to me because this movie is so plain and straightforward. And one of the things that the valet did was take a picture of the GPS so that he could text his friends, be like, hey, we're going to go rob this house on Wednesday. And it's really obvious in the movie that that happened, right? They show him doing that, right. et cetera. But then they feel the need to like show us that again in a flashback. They, they like the flashbacks, so we didn't remember that. Like the audience isn't smart enough to remember the scene that you explicitly showed. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot in the complexity of Death Wish that 30 minutes ago, the valet, who you called out for the tattoos and everything else, now you need to show me again that he took a picture of the GPS. Yeah. Thanks, Eli. I, I wasn't. I wasn't following. <laughs> well, the uh, you mentioned the watch, so he spots the watch, and to me, on the dead, the, the kid's dead, right? And he brings him the OR. That should have been the start of his vengeance. Right. It shouldn't have been him walking down the street and just shooting random carjackers. Yeah, like that doesn't. Ma- it makes more sense to say his motivation started from, okay, now I have a lead on who killed my wife, right? And now my story begins you yeah. know, in that world. Well, and you could have even gone some really sadistic ways with the kid showing up. Like I kind of thought, Oh, he killed him on purpose. Well, as, in is, surgery. is Bruce going to save him? Is he not? Is he going to keep him just alive, just enough to torture him? And you know, in the operating him? room. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's problems with that, right? Like he'd have to sneak back in in the middle of the night and get clearance and lock the door and do some stuff to him. But yeah, that could have started something interesting, but like the kid just dies and Bruce takes his cell phone. He takes his cell phone and he uses his thumbprint to, to unlock it, right. you know, because so now don't use that, kids, you know, right. because people can get into it when you're dead. Yeah. It's uh, such a lame movie. So lame. It's, it's nothing that I wanted it to be, unfortunately. No. I was, I, I knew plot was going to be really light. Mm-hmm. I just hoped for some cool takeaway scenes and I didn't get well, it. You wanted cool action and cool, you didn't get cool, cool action. action. I didn't get cool action. If you're a horror gore type person, you might like this a little bit more because you got some splatter scenes and stuff like that but and the big bad the big bad bad guy at the end is it you didn't see him throughout the whole movie no you, you saw him at the very end and yeah he was just just some guy everything was throwaway and he just got shot yeah you know and it's like it was over <laughs> like, yeah that's good yeah now, although i did think the the interesting character and the most interesting character was his brother oh yeah vincent d'onofrio was the kingpin yeah but he was far and away like he actually was acting yeah everybody no. else was just kind of and elizabeth she was not fair because she only had like five minutes for the screen time but you know yeah. compared to bruce willis yeah d'onofrio was fantastic oh hank's the same in everything <laughs> he does i mean he's he's not he's not good in no. this but yeah he's uh he's the kingpin in in daredevil and yeah. I, I think he's daredevil the tv show daredevil the tv show yeah. yes he's not, been not michael clark duncan <laughs> right right <laughs> no I i thought he did did good. I thought they were going to expand yeah. his involvement uh, in that, but um, but that's the only only takeaway from this movie. Which is, yep. and his parts are so small and minimal that it's yeah. not worth viewing his performance in that at all. No, no, it's yeah. He is good in this, but not so good that you should torture yourself by watching this. Before you get to your rating, so I I saw this during the day. And then I went home and watched Death Wish, the original Charlie Bronson one. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. I mean, it's it's overly cheesy because it's from the seventies. There's there's some similarities. They're both they both have kind of liberal stances to begin with. I think the the original Death Wish took on some political commentary too about cultural backlash and stuff like that. He's not a doctor in the first one. He's a architect and a crew of 
thugs led by Jeff Goldblum wearing a uh, I can't remember the guy's name from Archie, the little crown hat that somebody wears. He's wearing that. It's really weird, but yeah, they they murder his wife. But he does the same thing. He doesn't in, in that movie, the original. He never tries to solve the crime. He literally just goes around killing bad guys that he sees on the street. So I don't know if that was part of like the homage to the original Death Wish was that's why they wanted to have Bruce start out not trying to solve the crime because in the original's case, it he never solves the crime. He doesn't even try to solve the crime. He just more snaps and so yeah, I'm just gonna but, do this now. But he in the original one, they do focus a little bit on Charlie Bronson's character kind of struggles with killing at first. Like he gets like violently sick after the first one and that the first person he kills and stuff. So you see a little bit more of that than this one, but you, you wanted to see Bruce Willis get, get remorseful. No, no, I'm not saying I wanted to see that. I'm just saying that's something different between the first one and this one, but he, he doesn't have that range. You, you've seen yeah, that. And so, right, so yeah. Can't. <laughs> yeah. But my whole point was that I was curious as to how different it was and it is different, but I didn't think it was very good. I actually gave them the same rating, which is what made me think to bring that up. And so what did you give it to? I gave it a two as well. My two is I was okay seeing it once, but I would never watch this again. Yeah. And I I think we've talked about this before. It's a below, it's a below average movie. It's not a good movie. It's just simply not good for me. You don't hit the good territory until you get to three. But I have a hard time going below two for things that are made of a certain quality, right? Like, we have a lot of problems with it. It's not a good movie. We've we've talked through all this, right? But it wasn't like I was watching sci-fi or some, I mean, sci-fi channel, like Sharknado or something like that. There's a certain level of quality where as long as you made an attempt to make a coherent movie with natural structure, okay effects. You know what I mean? That like you kind of bottom out at a two for me. If you go below a two, you started getting into, this isn't even made well. I'm not sure why this got made. I can understand why Death Wish got made, even though it's bad. So it's it's weird to rail on a movie and then still give it a two, but that, there's kind of a quality floor for me at a two. Yeah, I, I wasn't bored during it. Like I didn't want it to be over like I do in some movies they're just long and yeah. drawn out it just wasn't good and so I, it was like okay I'm, I'm watching it you yeah. watch it but it just wasn't good but I wasn't bored yeah. I guess yeah I would say so that, that that's why I yeah if it's on a movie channel at like 11 o'clock at night and you can't sleep no see that that's my my two and a half so, so, <laughs> oh, really? so, so this is a two <laughs> a two it it gets the channel gets turned yeah so I don't watch this again that's why it's at a, at a two yeah I was more talking about the first people I, I wouldn't watch it again i'm saying to the people that are interested in watching it i haven't seen it yet. yeah if you're yeah. flipping through your guide and there's literally nothing on and you're having a case of insomnia and you want to do it turn it on otherwise don't willingly watch it or spend money on this it's just simply not worth it i concur awesome well glad to be done talking about that one i didn't want to talk about <laughs> it so i'm glad i'm glad we are through it it was almost as painful talking about it as it was watching it that's going to do it for us on this episode. As usual, go to twoviewsmovies.com, follow us online, subscribe to the podcast, and we will catch you next time.